0: of our lives inside Either in traffic at work or close eye How about we all agree that it's way overdue to take back our lives let it down because you can work well but now. what's up guys and welcome into another episode of the WorkRever podcast this is the podcast where we talk about automation technology tech trends and the ability to work wherever so you can live every day like it is Saturday today I'm gonna talk about a topic that I um, I feel like I've been sent this article probably like 1,500 times, and it's this article where Elon Musk has come out and he said that he wants all of Twitter's employees to be back in the office unless they have special accommodations or it's been previously approved by a manager, uh, which is the little asterisk there. But he did come out and he said that he wants all employees to be in the office for 40 hours a week, uh, which is full time. But he does, he does uh, have a little caveat there, right? He says at least 40 hours a week. And so 99.99969s of the time, when an organization does something like this, I crap all over them. In fact, if you look at Musk, when he did it with Tesla, I crapped all over him. I was like, this is a terrible idea. This, this, How how stupid can you possibly be to send all your employees back like this? This is such a reckless decision. And um, if you look at Tesla's stock, it's uh, not doing very good. Uh, so, but this one, I feel a little bit different. And it's not because of Musk. It's not really because of any other reason other than the fact that, let's. well, hold on. Let's let's talk about what it what remote does right now. So to to be a remote organization right now is a culture or benefits that you've built up. And so over the last two years, we have an enormous amount of uh, remote work that is being done. Multiple organizations are having the ability for remote work you have it as a chief benefit you have it as one of the number one questions in an interview where people are saying hey you know is this position or can this position be remote and so when you have that element you're building up culture and you're setting the baseline you're setting the standard for what it is your organization is going to look like and the type of things that you're going to offer so By saying that you don't want your employees to come back to the – or that you you don't want them to be remote workers anymore and that you want them to come back to the office, you're disrupting that culture. And you're saying, hey, you've already set the baseline here to say that we can do things remote, and so by doing that, you're going to upset a lot of people, Uh, a lot of your top performers who could leave. I've done multiple podcasts on that very topic to say that you shouldn't say that – uh, you should send people back to the office because you will disrupt the culture and you will come to a point where you'll piss some people off, some piss some people off. Now, when I look at this scenario with Twitter, it's not your typical organization to say, hey, um, you're going to disrupt them things. Because let's let's be quite frank here. Twitter has already been disrupted by everything that has happened over the period of time of Elon Musk purchasing Twitter. So, to say that by sending all of your employees back is going to disrupt your culture, I think that's exactly what Twitter needs right now is a disrupted culture. When you look at what Elon Musk did at Tesla where he said, I'm going to send everybody back, everybody get back to the office, you know, we, you know, we need to be in the office because you can't collaborate or do things. Blah 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 blah. Business needs to be done face to face. All that other crap. That that is crap. That is uh, misguided. Tesla is is hurting right now. Their stocks are are down. Their their company right now. They're going through some things with with Tesla that need to be uh, tweaked. And I think that by sending them back, you're disrupting the Tesla culture. Bad. What's going on with Twitter is they had a – depending on who you are, I think that they had a toxic culture. I think that they had a culture at Twitter that was very much a culture that ultimately led to destroying old Twitter. You had this very uh, extreme leftist ideology. You had bots. You had basically wild, wild west of the internet there that on on Twitter and for those of you who have been using Twitter which I I've used Twitter since 2010 so I'm I'm an OG I guess you you could say when it comes to Twitter Twitter usage and when Twitter first came out 2020 it was 2010 or 29 what was it 29 2009 uh, I, when I was getting on at that point in time I liked Twitter a lot. It was a way that you communicate people. I met a lot of people online that you shared interests with. I'm an, uh, uh, you know, I was, a, I, I am a Washington Redskins fan. And there's a lot of people online who would be like, you know, Twitter fan, Twitter Redskins, blah, 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 blah. Right. And so that element of Twitter is, is and will continue to be great. What Twitter, what happened to Twitter over the last decade plus has been the, Changes in AI, the changes in bot technology, the changes in political uh, cyber warfare, I guess is the only way that you can really put it, where you have the right and the left who are just spamming people. They are mass creating bots through artificial intelligence and then mass tweeting the exact same thing, which has led to a very poisonous platform. And so when that's the case, When you have such a poisonous platform, and then you have individuals who work for the organization who are making excuses for and standing up for this poisonous platform, that's when I do believe you do need to disrupt a culture. And so I applaud Alon in this one instance for sending people back. Typically, like I said, I am very anti – sending people back to the office but let's get into the email real quick I'll read you the email and this was apparently this came out Wednesday uh, of this of this week so if you're listening um, today is November 10th and this came out November 9th according to all reports sorry that this is my first email whole company but there is no way to sugarcoat the message Frankly, the economic picture ahead is dire, especially for a company like ours that is so dependent on advertising in a challenging economic climate sorry, moreover, 70% of our advertising is brand rather than specific performance, which makes us doubly vulnerable. So, first off, I didn't realize – I've never done any ads on twitter before but i didn't realize that 70 percent of their advertising is brand recognition and brand brand placement and they don't necessarily do any like pay-per-click or any type of performance-based advertising which if that's true those are the first ones to be pulled from the shelves he's exactly right let's go on That is why the priority over the past 10 days has been to develop and launch Twitter Blue verified subscriptions. Huge props to the team, he says. Without significant subscription revenue, there is a good chance Twitter will not survive the upcoming economic downturn. We need roughly half of our revenue to be subscription. He goes on, but I want to pause right there to say that the subscription-based platform is one that has been... Pushed through all social media channels. So I don't necessarily know if this was Elon coming in and saying this is the way that we want to take it, or if it was already in the works. I don't know that for, for certain, but I do know that there are multiple platforms right now Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube. Uh, well, there's OnlyFans who kind of was the disruptor, I guess, in the industry to say, hey, we're, you're going to charge a premium to, to view or consume my content. And now you have Twitter who is going about the same route to say subscription-based. They also said that they were going to be charging, famously, $8 for verified check marks, which is nothing more than uh, a money grab. And that's all it is. It's, uh, it's quite simply a money grab. Now, if you're going to provide premium, if if this Twitter Blue uh, includes this verification badge, then I do see that more people would probably upgrade to the to the Twitter Blue. If you have a Twitter Blue, which I believe is 4.99, and then you have the Verified Twitter Blue, which would be like eight bucks, I do think that he could hit half revenue because now Twitter might be flooded with blue check marks, which you're already seeing some weird things happen with these blue check marks, which I believe there was a fake. Account, it was a fake King James, as in LeBron James, account who had the blue check mark and then tweeted out that he demanded a trade <laughs> from the from the Lakers. So still working on some some kinks there, but I do think that if if you can work in the free middle tier premium market, uh, it'll work. It'll play on social media. You're already seeing it start to work on other social media platforms like OnlyFans. Meta is taking, uh, taking it, taking to it as well, and then you have YouTube, who, where if you don't want to watch, you know, ads on your YouTube platform, you can charge, and then you have these other, other things that come with it. This is the way that, and we've talked about subscription platforms on this podcast before, where subscription platforms is the only way forward. It's the only way forward if technology is going to exist, uh, in a freemium type of environment. the The only other way is to collection of data, and collection of data with twitter slowing that's no longer their their sell right that's to tiktok now tiktok is the tiktok to the moon right now is the is the data collection platform and twitter has lost that cell. so how do you take advantage of members who have already given you all their data you do that through a subscription platform so let's go let's go on here because i do i do think that that first half of the email, I do think that he's spot on and uh, I agree with him. And if I was in the same spot, I would do the same thing. So let's read on. This is from Business Insider, by the way. Of course, we will still then be significantly reliant on advertising. So I am spending time with our sales and partnerships team to ensure that Twitter continues to appeal to advertisers. This is a spaces discussion that Robin Yoel and I hosted yesterday. For those of you who don't know, Spaces is uh, it's essentially the way that they ousted Clubhouse. So Clubhouse had was an audio first application where you could hold uh, Clubhouse rooms and yeah, it's essentially podcasts like this, where people would have a forum and it's uh, it's a pretty cool platform. I was actually pretty involved on Clubhouse for a good amount of time. I never really got into Spaces, but I do think that we're going to get a little more into Spaces in FY23. I think it's a pretty cool platform. I've kind of sat back a little bit on Twitter to see how other people are using Spaces and how they're going about it with like Q&As, speakers, um, that sort of a a channel. And I do like the idea of the subscription-based Spaces because people already pay large amounts of money to hear speakers speak. And if you could host a Spaces where you're invited, like 10X, if 10X did a Spaces and had a subscription-based uh, um, to it, subscription-based, where people are subscribing to 10X to hear their monthly speakers, people would probably do it. You know, that's the type of... Uh, Play I think you're gonna get a lot of with the subscription base But I've been kind of sitting back and kind of taking a look at how people are using the spaces so that I can I can make my play, but Let's go on Starting tomorrow Sorry, the road ahead is our is arduous and will require intense work to succeed. We are also changing Twitter's Twitter policies such uh, that remote work here's here's the part about remote work is no longer allowed unless you have a specific exception managers will send the ex the expectation was I say exceptions list to me for review on approval. So if you have an exception, you can still work remote otherwise you have to be 40 hours in and it does require approval from managerial approval and it sounds like musk has to approve as well, which is. Pretty interesting. Basically saying no. So it better be a pretty good excuse. Starting tomorrow, Thursday, everyone is required to be in the office for a minimum of 40 hours per week, which we talked about. Obviously, if you are physically unable to travel to an office or have a critical personal obligation, then your absence is understandable. I look forward to working with you to take Twitter to a whole new level. The potential is truly incredible. Thanks, Elon. Now, breaking this email down you break it down i break this email down into three sections the intro which is hey shit's about to hit the fan you know things are about to get bad and us as somebody who 70% of our advertising is brand recognition and not performance based click rates and stuff like that we're in a bad spot that's the whole that's the whole majority of it that's all the the whole intro rather the whole, the second portion, which is kind of the meat and potatoes that has gone overlooked by multiple news articles, is their shift in approach. In he mentions spaces. He mentions spaces for a reason, right? He's like, hey, if you wanted to hear our town hall and where we talked about things we're about to go do, go to spaces. To me, you're pushing spaces for a reason. This is going to be your town hall. This is going to be the way that you are announcing things. This is going to be your conference. This is going to be your online speaking platform that, that you have uh, chosen and he's talking about the different s- subscription bases making a big deal and sending praise to the to the developers and the team that around the the Twitter blue verified subscriptions which Twitter blue again you have freemium, Twitter blue and Twitter blue verified. those are your three levels when you talk about the popcorn theory. this is th- this is Twitter's popcorn. Right here. And for those of you who don't know what popcorn is, I talked about it on a previous podcasts, but I'll make mention of it. If you go into a movie theater, originally there were two sizes of popcorn. there were small and large. Small for $3, large for $9. A lot of people didn't buy the large for $9 because they thought, why would I do that? I can just That's pretty expensive. It's three times as much. I'll just go with the small. So what they did was they implemented a medium size, which was about $7. So you could get the small for $3, the medium for $7, or the large for $9. And then you're like, well, it's only two dollars more, or only a dollar extra, right? You hear that all the time. It's a marketing play, uh, which it stems from popcorn being sold at movie theaters. So if you have freemium, then you have Twitter Blue and Tw- Twitter Blue Verified. Which, if Twitter Blue is four ninety nine, and Twitter Blue Verified is eight, so seven ninety nine, then for three dollars more, you can get verified on Twitter, and it probably comes with a whole mess of other things. Then. Again, the vast majority of people are probably going to do it. You're probably going to be staring at a feed of a bunch of blue checks. So I think that's the meat and potatoes of this is, is to him to come out and to say, hey, Twitter verified, Twitter verified, Twitter verified, Twitter blue. We're making a big deal out of this and spaces. And then he goes on to say, hey, by the way, no more remote work, which I think is in there less of this is where we're going and more, hey, we're disrupting the culture. And that's why I think what he's doing is a good thing. Because you need to disrupt the culture of an organization that doesn't really have an identity right now. Twitter has, has been purchased by Elon, and they, they've they been waiting to see what he's going to do with it. There has been so much speculation here. They fired the, the CEO. They fired the CFO. They fired all kinds of people throughout this process, and, and people are pissed. And so right now... That you have this, uh, the the these groups of people who are saying, you know what, I you know, I need my remote work, I I have to have remote work, and and I'm one of those people. I if I worked for Twitter right now, I'd be out the door. But the 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 whole point of this is to say that Twitter needs to be disrupted. The the whole identity of Twitter heading forward is is going to completely change. And that needs to start with the toxic culture and the, and the people that are within that organization. He needs turnover. So when he was getting all that, that grief for firing people, and I, I've said this on multiple podcasts before and I've posted multiple times saying that people who send their employees back want to do layoffs. I said that when, when Tesla did it, I said, look out, this is the play. When people send people back to the office, there's gonna be mass layoffs, be careful and then it happened he laid off 10% of his workforce with Twitter he's already laid off a whole bunch of people and i think they they're just getting started i think the axe is has is coming back up to come right back down i mean they're about to, to mass lay off some more people and this is by design this this is this is by design so while i i agree um, that remote work is vital for so many people including myself and 99.9% of the podcasts that I do on this show are why remote work has to be a part of the equation and why remote work needs to be a part of your organization and why building culture and building a, uh, a positive workplace has to include remote work. But what if your culture and your workplace and your brand is in disarray and is already toxic? What if you're essentially tearing down and starting from scratch? And that's what I think is happening with Twitter right now, is that he is tearing down the walls, he's tearing down the culture and disrupting the culture. And in order to do that in an industry that is champions remote work, there is no industry out there that champions remote work more so than the tech industry. I mean, this is a software company for God's sake, that he is going in there and saying, there's no remote work. There's no reason for that, other than to go in and completely disrupt the organization and say, we're done. We're done with all of you, unless you see my vision. We're building a new culture, we're building a new company, we're building a new area of emphasis, dropped spaces, and he dropped uh, verified and blue in there. He's saying, this is the new Twitter, so either get with it or, or get out. And that that's why I think that in this one instance, this is, this is a good idea. If there are other organizations out there who are looking to tear down your culture, send your people back. If you don't want to tear down your culture, don't send your people back. That would be the opposite uh, of what is that you're trying to do. If, if you want to disrupt and you want to di- divide your culture, uh, then send people back to the office. And if that's not what you're trying to do, then you need to figure out ways to implement a hybrid organization to make sure that your remote workers and your on-site workers, or if you're a total remote, you need to make sure that you can build up that culture and you can make sure that you can maintain uh, human interaction via the web. Which Teams, uh, there is Microsoft Teams, there is. Uh, Zoom, if you're into that, or WebEx, or there's all kinds of platforms. We use Microsoft Teams, we're a Microsoft platform, so we use Microsoft Teams, and we're on it all day, every day. We're cameras are on constantly. You know, we've built, I think, a pretty good culture, and we have won Washington Business Journal's Best Places to Work two years in a row, and about to be three. Uh, Knock knock. So there are ways to build remote culture. Some of the most, some of the strongest remote cultures on the planet uh, belong to large enterprise organizations. So you can do it at all sizes. It, it's not just a small business thing. You can do it at all sizes of the organization, and it's mostly in the tech space. And that's why this this announcement is totally different than Tesla. Tesla is a manufacturing company. Yeah, sure, they're a tech company as well, but they also do manufacturing. So bringing them back uh, was stupid. I think it hurt them more than than helped them. But in this, and I was against Elon then, but now when they're doing it, when they're bringing people, when they're sending people back. Uh, to the office and mandating it i think that it will ultimately will be good good for twitter but let me know what you think if you guys think this is a good idea then uh hit it in the comments below if you guys are listening on itunes or spotify um appreciate you guys hopefully you guys share this out give me a give me a give me a, a like or the star review whatever platform you're on and if you, if you could uh leave us a re- review it'll help us out greatly we don't run ads we don't plan to run ads on this so appreciate all you guys listening we have uh, We are going to start taking advantage of this space's stuff because I do think that it's an interesting play. They're obviously circling it at Twitter. And I think that if you're going to enter into the subscription-based future, which is what a lot of these social platforms are already starting to make uh, strides to, like I said, OnlyFans kind of kicked the door in on that. You're starting to see Meta do it. Now Twitter is saying that they're doing it. YouTube did it. YouTube did it so far that they – they have YouTube TV. They have YouTube everything over there. YouTube is crazy. They're buying up everything. Well, Google bought them, but you know what I'm saying they're buying up everything over there. So, subscription based platforms are the way forward. Twitter is just the latest to get on top, and uh, or get into the game. I should say we don't. It's still to be seen if they end up on top. And, uh, but I agree. So I, I uh, way to go, Elon. I think that this is a, a smart move. I think it's if this is your first move as. Twitter CEO or whatever you are at Twitter chief chief tweeter or whatever you're calling yourself I think it's a smart move I think it's a I think it's a good move and the only way Twitter is gonna move forward is if you totally disrupt that platform and it starts with disrupting the internal team before you disrupt the the whole platform because you you need your team members on your side when you go and try to disrupt uh, the the external social platform itself so guys thanks for hanging out hopefully you guys got a lot out of this remember uh, to leave us a like, subscribe, that would great, help us out greatly. You'll see all video replays on our YouTube, which we just got the YouTube handle at Capital Presence. So if you go to youtube.com slash at Capital Presence, you'll show up, hit the subscribe button. We are on our way to, uh, we're close to 400 subscribers over there and we release three to four videos a week. So we're putting out a ton of content over there. So. Thank you to all who are uh, paying attention and watching over there. And thanks to all you guys who watch this live on uh, – I believe we're on Facebook today. Uh, but we will provide uh, lives throughout uh, – well, I think we're moving to Twitter spaces next by 23. So we'll see you there. Thanks again, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Until next time, see you.